Let them eat cake with me, Lady Red Velvet. She's no lady, she's a beast. She is a beast indeed. And today she has got some very funny, wonderful stories about dating. Um, this was recommended from a friend of mine. I think it was one of my girls, Kate Madden Laura. They come up with all the best ideas. They really do. When I was in my single days in Brighton, I went on quite a few dates. Before I met the one, David Martin, DJ Tiramisu, before I met him, I did date a lot. And it usually was a bit of a disaster. I'm sorry if you're listening and you were someone I previously dated. I uh, will try my best not to mention your name. By the way, I've had some lovely ex-boyfriends, Kerry and Manolo. I'm not going to tell stories about you because you are wonderful. Loved dating you guys, loved going out. They, They were boyfriends more than dating. And, of course, the lovely David Martin. Only wonderful stories about him. But these will be some of the highlights from some of the dates I had while I was living my gay years in in Brighton and before I moved to Barcelona. Um, So back in the day, this is, you're talking 15 years ago, we didn't really have um, mobile apps so much. I think Grindr had been invented I think so but it wasn't something specifically you used very much I think I had a Nokia phone so I don't think you could even get it on that I think I must have had an early iPhone as well with apps and things but didn't really use that but we had Gaydar now Gaydar I don't know if that's still around anymore but it was on your computer at home you would have a profile you would create and then you would get messages through that so while you were out and about you didn't actually, you weren't able to communicate with people. Um, I think maybe you could get it on your phone after a while. I can't quite remember. But I remember using it at home. And so I would log in, have my profile, and I would be up for meeting people to find the potential Mr. Right that never seemed to happen. Um... But I know that dating apps can be very useful for all kinds of aspects of life, whether you are straight or if you are gay. Um, I also know there's a side to them that's not so good either, but there we go. So I'm going to tell you a few of my dating stories. One day maybe I'll write my memoirs about this and put it into a whole book and call it 80 Gays Around the World because I was quite famous for liking guys basically that were not British Um, I was never really into British guys I would often date uh, guys from different places I found that more exciting more unusual so I'm going to start off with a guy I think actually he was British though and he sounded very interesting on his profile it said he was a pilot, which I was like, oh, that sounds nice. And that he 
had all different hobbies. He liked cooking and eating. And his profile picture was very nice. I often chose somebody who had at least three pictures so you could kind of get a rough idea what they look like. And I remember meeting him. And as soon as I met him, I met him at the train station. He was coming from Worthing or something. He didn't really look like his pictures very much. And so straight away, it was a little bit like, "Mm, I'm not sure. This is not quite how I imagined And then we walked, I remember, to the restaurant. And as we were walking there, a guy who I'd been on a date with, or maybe a bit more than a date, uh, walked past and was very flirtatious. And this guy picked up on that instantly. So already it was off to a terrible start. And then we got to the restaurant. And so I asked him, I said, oh, so who do you fly for as you're a pilot? And he said, well, I'm not actually a pilot. I'm a dentist. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I thought, I thought you were a pilot. He said, no, 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 I can fly. And I was like, oh, 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 great. So what, 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 do, you, what do you fly? How, how, how do you fly? And he said, well, when I say I'm a pilot, he said, I've had two classes. <laughs> I literally had had like two supervised classes. So it wasn't a pilot at all. Didn't really look like his pictures. And uh, yeah, wasn't very, wasn't very attractive. There was no, not any chemistry. So that was a date I remember quickly finishing. I think I gobbled down my um, starter in a main course. Maybe not even a, a starter. I do like a starter though. Um, I didn't order a pudding and was at home and yeah made my excuses not to not to see him anymore um it's terrible though over time you forget the details i can't remember what his name was but it was only one date another one that i remember actually another british guy remembering the british one this is why i don't date them because the dates are terrible i had just had two wisdom teeth removed And I was on antibiotics and I think painkillers. And really, uh, I shouldn't have been going on a date. I was not in a fit state. And I think I had a bit of a fever. And also this place had a fire. And it was in winter. And I remember arriving at the pub already feeling a bit like, well, you know, if the date does go well, I'm not really going to be able to have a first date kiss or anything because I've got like my two back teeth have just been pulled out and so we sat down near this log fire which should have been like beautiful and romantic anyway I was so hot that I had to take my jumper off and then it was getting feeling hotter and hotter and then like sweating and I think I don't think I could even talk (laughs) properly as well If, if he makes a podcast or a book about dates I'm sure I would be on it on the other side so this probably wasn't his fault at all Um, he was very attractive he was very nice but it was an absolute disaster of a date because I just remember being really hot and sweaty and not really feeling very well and surprise surprise that didn't go any further I don't think there was much connection on my part either he was a bit too young I think he was like a good 10 years younger and I didn't really go for younger guys um so yep that one and that was another one over um I'm saving my f- 
favourite one to the end. There's one that is an absolute gem of a story. I'm trying not to say that one too soon. Um, I did have some really good dates and met some really nice people, but sometimes it just didn't work out. This one guy I got on really well with, he was very nice. Um, and normally they were food dates, so we went out for lunch, I remember. Beautiful from the photos, gorgeous body, really muscly and handsome, until he opened his mouth. And he had the worst teeth I've ever... He needed to He needed to see the pilot dentist. He had the worst teeth I've seen in my life. I felt so sorry for him, and I was a bit like... Oh, you know, you really need those seen to. I know British people have a terrible reputation for teeth, and my teeth were a little bit crooked. I'd never had braces these days, um, but um, they're, they're, they're fine. His teeth were all over the place. Bless him. He was really nice, though, and we got on well, but there was no way that was going to be a, a, a kiss or a further date, unfortunately. So um, that was that. Who else do we have? Um, oh, we had somebody who the date went very well. Uh, we had a lovely night together as well, Ooh. Uh, which was gorgeous and lovely. And then a few weeks later, um, I saw him out and he didn't know who I was. That is a sign of a non-follow-up, isn't it? When somebody doesn't remember you even though you've been on a date with them and slept with them. <laughs> so that was definitely not um, somebody who I would um, have further relations with in terms of, uh, yes, uh, life commitment if they can't remember you even after you've slept with them. Um, and I, I am memorable. I am. How can you not remember me? Um, so I remember... In Brighton was a good place to date. You could you could go out. You could meet people. Um, it was always there was always a lot of different style people. I would prefer to meet people out and then go on a date with them. I didn't really like using the dating apps so much. I do remember once that I went round to a friend's house and. I showed him my uh, gaydar profile and he was saying, you get a lot of messages. And I said, well, it's because I uploaded a video. Not that kind of video. It was me pretending to rock climb when actually they panned down on the phone and then you could see the ground was like literally half a metre below me. And because it was a video, lots of people clicked on it and then suddenly I got all these messages. Well, as I was showing him this video... And my profile, we talked, and I think we must have had a glass of wine or something. Well, we suddenly started making out and having a lovely time. But because my profile was open on his computer, Gaydar used to make this noise that used to go... Like this. Well, suddenly, all these messages came through because the profile was open and online. So as I was trying, suddenly, out of nowhere, being very romantic and sexy with this 
gorgeous guy. I've lost touch with him now. I need to look him up because he was a good friend as well. Um, all these messages and the two of us actually sat there laughing afterwards because it was like one of those things where you're like, this is not, this is not a normal situation where <laughs> you are making out with someone while you're, you're getting messages from anonymous people online. Um, talking of which, so I once was offered, this just reminds me, I was once offered a serious sum of money to go to Wales for a weekend and um, have a, a dirty weekend with this ginger guy in Wales. He offered me £3,000 but I'm sorry, darling, but I'm not, I'm not a prostitute. <laughs> but it was kind of tempting. I remember saying to my friends, oh, my God, it was like a real offer as well. He was gagging for it. And obviously in my younger days, 15 years ago, a young 30-something, um, he was, well, it was like an indecent proposal, that movie. £3,000 for a weekend in Wales with an ugly ginger. Oh, a lot of friends. It's so funny because when I told people, some people straight away, no, don't, oh, that's disgusting. No, don't do that. Other people were like, how much? And then other people were like, yeah, do it, do it. It was so funny seeing people's reactions to this. Um, we'll never know what would have happened. I could have been murdered. Or at the end of it, he not paid me and that would have been a disaster. Um... And as much as I love Wales, I'm not sure I would have gone for 3,000 euros for a weekend with an absolute stranger, especially when he's a bit ginger. Actually, no, don't be gingerous. I do like gingers. I do like a ginger. Um, I have dated a few gingers. Uh, some very attractive ginger boys as well. Um, let's see now. Uh, we've got a few more dates. I think over time I have dated French guys who I love the accent. It is a wonderful accent. Very, very sexy. Lots of Spanish boys. Um, I remember a very, very possessive uh, Brazilian. He was absolutely gorgeous. And the first time we met... Um, Oh, I need to pause there. We'll come back to this story. Welcome back, listeners. Well, for you, there's no pause, but there was for me. I had my friend Tommy come round because this week we are planning a Star Wars show together in honour of my dear friend Elaine, who sadly passed away a few weeks ago. And we're doing a fundraising night for Cancer Research UK. So he came round and we've just had a couple of hours of rehearsing. He's playing uh, Darth Vader and I'm playing C-3PO and Princess Leia, my icons, as you know. Uh, so... Let's get back to the scandalous stories of dating. I'm going to reveal my favourite dating disaster now. This one was an epic. So it was back in Brighton. 
Uh, we're talking 2008, so a good 15 years ago, I would have thought. Um, and I remember getting a message on Gaydar from this gentleman. I can't remember his name, but I do remember the names of his dogs. <laughs> You'll co- I'll come on to that bit. Anyway, I thought, oh, he looks very attractive, looks very nice. His profile was nice and good energy. It was a picture of him lying on a lilo on in a swimming pool. There was only one picture, but I remember thinking the face looked cute. And we chatted a bit and we arranged to go for dinner in Hove, Hove actually. And I arrived and I was waiting outside and then he pulled up. In fact, he pulled up because he mounted the curb right outside the restaurant, parking illegally, got out, left the car there. And I was a bit like, oh, okay. And first of all, I didn't think it was him I thought who is this because he looked nothing like his picture well maybe he looked like his picture 10 years ago so it was a bit older and there was quite a bit more weight in his current state let's say which is not a deal breaker no not particularly but was certainly not what I was expecting anyway I thought okay well let's see It could still be a lovely date. So we went into this little restaurant. I think he had suggested it. And it was a little restaurant. It was the size of my lounge with about eight small tables, all couples. And all very like one of these restaurants where everyone's like whispering and talking very quietly. and And he was not like that at all. He was very loud. He put his mobile phone on the table, which I thought straight away, that's a no-no for me. I don't really like it when a mobile phone's on a table. And anyway, we were talking and it was fine to begin with. And we ordered our food, our starter and the main course. I think I just wanted a main course against having a starter on a bad day. No, don't eke it out. But anyway, after about the first five minutes the phone went and I thought he's going to ignore that no he answered it and in this very quiet restaurant he said no I'm not working tonight I can't get you cheap kebab no not tonight and people started laughing it was so embarrassing it was like I was looking around for a camera I thought it was a sketch show Anyway, this whole kebab conversation went on about not getting free kebabs and put the phone down. And then he carried on as if nothing had happened at all. And I was there like dying of embarrassment. Food came along. Phone went again. This time, somebody in the kebab shop had not turned up for work. And he was very angry about it. What? He's not there? Who's going to run the kebab shop tonight then at 9pm? I can't come, I'm on a date. Again, everyone looking, it was so cringy, it was so embarrassing. And I was like, oh, please swallow me up. 
and I thought please oh my goodness so everyone it you could just see they were all making faces and like looking and it was just to die and again he was oblivious to it and carried on talking very loudly about who he was and his kebab empire and they'd got kebab shops in Brighton and along the coast I was a bit like oh then anyway after the main course I went to the bathroom and I text my friend Madeline and said please phone me in about five minutes I don't care if it's a phone call get me out of here there's some emergency I said, I can't even escape through the bathroom window because it was on the first floor. And she texts back saying, no way, I'm enjoying this too much. What a bitch, Madeline. What a bitch. (laughs) Um, I remember that clearly. Anyway, I went back thinking, oh, well, at least that's over. No, he had ordered dessert for the two of us. So it went on even longer. I don't think there was any more phone calls, but it was this very loud talking and just, just, I just wanted it to end. Anyway, at the end of the evening, we left and he said, oh, before you go, I introduce you to uh, Misha and Simba. And I was like, what? Misha and Simba, come here and open the door where he had parked, how he didn't get a parking ticket in Brighton. That's amazing. Um just the slightest thing over a yellow line you get a ticket anyway there it was open the door and there were two chihuahuas in the car that he had had there all night and and as soon as he opened it they were like barking their heads off (laughs) misha and simba and he said i give you lift home and i was like um that's really kind but um I'm actually going the other way. And he was like, I thought you lived in Hove. And I was like, yeah, but that side of Hove, I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Thanks anyway. I think he wanted his end of the night, not just to end in a uh, in dessert in that way. But I wasn't going to go there. Anyway, the next few days, he messaged me, texted me, and I made up the excuse. I said I did the age-old excuse of... Oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm actually getting back together with my my old boyfriend. Only to realise, because I was still on Gaydar, he messaged me saying, why are you still on Gaydar if you're getting back together with your ex-boyfriend? He couldn't take a hint, so after that it was block, delete, avoid. Oh dear, that was the cringiest date. But you can laugh about it now. And actually, shortly after that, That's when I decided not to go on many more dates. I had a date with somebody who sounded like Miss Piggy. I had a date with, um, yeah, all all kinds of people. All experiences. Some of them turned out really nicely, actually. There were some people that I stayed friends with, that I had, like, little mini dating relationships with. So it was all good, really. But some of the dating disasters were funny. I'm sure a lot of us have got those as well. Anyway, I'm lucky enough to say that I have my gorgeous husband, David, now. And I no longer have to go through the pains of dating or online profiles. Well, thank you all so much. And remember, find that lucky one. And if you can't, then be happy with all of your friends and family and the love you have in your own life Um, and remember if somebody's not good enough for you tell them Kaya Te Puta 
Thanks for listening.